Hello everyone, this is Miriam and you are welcome to Journeys with Podcast. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Miriam. I am so excited guys to be recorded. My guest is laughing with me because <laughs> like... <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to Journeys with Podcast. This is the first episode of 2020 and I'm so excited. So for those who don't know, Journeys with Podcast is a podcast about people and their journeys through life. So I interview different people because I think everyone has a story Everyone has a journey. No story is little. No story is irrelevant. And there's so much that you can learn by just sitting down with someone. And I don't want to be selfish. So that's why I'm, reco- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sharing the interviews with you guys. Um, so today I have AJ Taylor with me, who is a full-time hustler. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> a fashion designer, because yep. she really is. She's somebody's daughter, somebody's sister, yeah. somebody's cousin. Because sometimes you can just put accolades. But mm. at the end of the day, she's just a human, a human being. being. And so I wanted to have her on this podcast. And I'm so excited that mm. she's here. Hi, AJ. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing? I am good. I'm very good today. All right. So... I introduced you, yeah, but I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is AJ Taylor? Um, who am I? I, I, I? I'm just a woman on a journey who just wants to share her creative gifts and mm. who wants to be emptied before I leave Earth. You know, I just want to sh- pour everything out of myself that God has placed into me. And I just, I kind of want to enjoy my life. You know, and I find I have more fun when I'm doing the things that I enjoy. I have more fun when I'm sharing my gifts. I have more fun when I'm creating beautiful clothing, mm-hmm. um, when I'm inf- influencing and impacting people's lives through my work. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I do. And that's who I am, I guess. I'm a child of God who just wants to share everything that she's got. That is so good. <laughs> so before I get into why I wanted to have you on my podcast, mm-hmm. how is your life journey going? In terms of your perspective, how is uh-huh. your journey going? Um, you know what? My journey, I mean, there are definitely high moments and low moments. And I think, you know, life in general, you know, you have moments where you're like celebrating on top of the world. And then you have moments where you are, you know, you feel kind of like a failure. You feel like things are not working out the way they should work out. You feel low. Um, you know, you're not making, maybe you feel like you're not making the right moves in life. I know for myself, I have those moments quite often where I feel like, are things going to work out? Am I making the right moves? Am I going in the right direction? But I think the one thing that I do is a keep my focus on God, because obviously I'm a Christian. I believe that everything that I do, all my steps are ordered by God. Um, so I keep my focus on God and I have to trust and believe that everything that happens to me, whether good or bad, um, he's going to use it for his glory so in that sense even if i'm having a low moment i have a reason to be thankful i have a reason to be grateful and i have a reason to give god praise because even in those moments where i really feel like crap where i really feel unsure or uncertain i know that he can still use those moments for his glory so yeah i mean life has its ups and downs in terms of how is the journey going there are good moments there are bad moments but through all of it i can i have learned 
And sometimes mm. it's easier than other times, but I've learned to say thank you, God, because I know that you're using this for something. Did it take you, like, it took you a long time to oh get to that God, stage of yes. being okay that life is a journey. Absolutely. Especially when you're someone who is creative, because yes. I'm very creative. Yes. And oh my goodness. Now, when you're someone who is ambitious, mm-hmm. it's very hard to be okay you with want, where you are. Yeah, because you want things to happen immediately. You want everything to be successful immediately. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't happen, it really, really hits you. Like it, it, it shakes your the foundation of who you are. And so it, it, it definitely took a long time. It's not like I woke up and I was like, yes, everything's no, 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 no. I've definitely had moments where I've cried my eyes out i've been like no this was not supposed to happen i've had moments where i've doubted myself i've doubted god i've doubted my gift yeah definitely and i think it was all necessary because it was through all of that like i had to go through all of that to really come to the place where i'm assured in who i am and i'm assured in who i am in god because if i hadn't had those moments of doubt if everything had always been rosy then i would have been arrogant and i would not have known uh who i was in christ and i would not have understood the point of my purpose Mm-hmm. so that's why i think like your podcast is so cool when you first got in touch with me i was like oh i didn't even know she had a podcast and then you sent me the link and i checked it out and i was like that's really really cool because the journey is important it is. because it brings us to that place of understanding actually your story isn't always about you mm-hmm. it's about what you can bring to the world and mm-hmm. what you can share with others yeah. which is why journeys with is such an amazing platform Ooh. because you get to share no that's amazing you know what we just started is i know i'm already going wow okay so before mm-hmm. yeah the reason why I wanted to have you on this podcast first mm. of all is because you know what yeah it's very funny <laughs> but I've known you for almost 10 years that's true it's crazy oh my god and in that time you've kind of traveled and gone away yes, and come back yes, yeah yes. we've known each other for I've a long time I've known you for like 10 years for a very long time oh my god in church because yeah. for those who don't know we go to the same church mm-hmm. um in Croydon and I I I I saw you from far. I've been seeing you from far. And (laughs) you've always been that very... Anyway, from what I see, you've always been very, you know, creative in Mm. terms of how you carry yourself. Mm. And I've always been fascinated by your confidence in terms of how you carry yourself Mm. and... You know, and so I thought, you know what, yeah? AJ seems like a very interesting girl who has a story. Because I I think everyone has a story. And when I saw you, I was like, you know what? I want to sit down with her to talk about, you know, who is the girl behind (laughs) that facade of a confident fashionista. Uh And I just want to know, growing up, have you always been... No, how were you growing up, first of all? Were you loud? Were you... Yeah, definitely. Were you... (laughs) you know quiet um, so no i was i was i've, I've always been so okay I, I i've always said i'm an extroverted introvert oh that's good yeah extroverted because introvert. i'm so i'm like when i'm outside when i'm with people i can be very loud and boisterous the life of the party i mean you've seen me act a mess in public yes and um, that's okay and that's just who i am naturally mm. but i then need to have my own space and have my own center and be on my own have my quiet time like literally sleep and not be interrupted and regain my energy. So as much as I enjoy going out and being social, it actually drains me. So I've learned to kind of find that balance of as much as I'm out there doing stuff, I'm also in, in my own home, in my quiet space, having that quiet kind of calm Mm. time. Um, would you say that it's you, how you are like, Oh, the loud, is it you? It's 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 you, right? This is the thing. Because people always have a hard time with it. Um, rec- like people like is she is that who she, we, a lot of people think I'm putting on a show mm-hmm. I get that a lot a lot of people always think like you know she must be pretending she must be faking but you know the funny thing is nobody actually likes that like a lot of people are like why Why are you so loud that's why are you so why, boisterous that's actually why right? I wanted to ask you as mm-hmm. an African I know that as a girl mm-hmm. 
like you have to as a girl you have to be proper yep. you shouldn't be too loud don't exactly. be too loud mm. yeah, yeah, so yeah, how yeah. was it for you growing up that's being the like thing. that i went through the phase where i tried to be that calm girl. quiet girl you know perfect makeup who doesn't speak until she's spoken to carries herself calmly and i have friends who are naturally like that and mm-hmm. i admire that quality in them and i find it so beautiful but mm-hmm. it's not who i am so when i tried mm-hmm. to become that person I felt stifled. Mm. I, I I just, I knew I wasn't being true to myself. Wow. I knew I wasn't being who I was supposed to be. And the funny thing is, after going through that phase of trying to be that person, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? No. I, I, it literally, it, it, it came to a point where it would depress me. To because, try to be somebody exactly, else, right? Because I wasn't being myself and I was very, very unhappy. So I, for me, mm-hmm. around about the time where I really started to deepen my relationship with God, I was like, okay, God, show me who you have called me to be. Right. And one of the things that God started to show me is that everything about me is for a purpose. Yeah. So there's a reason why he's made me so loud and so over the top and why I love to wear colorful clothing and I'll dress myself in a way that nobody dresses themselves. And I'm like, okay, so what's the point of that? And then I had people coming to me and being like, you're confident inspires me the way you carry yourself makes me want to find out who i am there are certain things that people will always say to me like i I saw that outfit and i thought i would never wear it but then i was like aj would wear something like that so let me just try it and Mm -hmm. then i tried it and i loved it and so i found out that just by virtue of being myself i was impacting people around me Mm -hmm. who were then able to also step into the fullness of being themselves Mm -hmm. and i was like okay how long was that period of you trying to change and be somebody else like how long okay there was so there was, I think maybe between the ages of 18 and 21 where I really, really tried. Whew. But even from then on, I still have to check myself. Because even now, sometimes I find myself wanting to fall into that trap. Right. So like in our church, for example, yeah. you know, they're the, the people who are going to be made deaconess, if I can say. You know I what know I mean? What like mean. when you carry yourself you a particular way or you are a particular way, you kind of see that promotion coming. And then there is yeah. me who I will challenge authority. I will, you know, be sitting in the back of service and scream something, you know, inappropriate during Bible study. Mm-hmm. I will make jokes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the elders and the deaconesses, they look at you in a certain type of way and people kind of look at you and you know what they're thinking. And there are moments where it kind of makes me want to shrink back. Right, like right, even now, right, right. as as confident and as assured as I am in myself, it still sometimes make me want to shrink back and be like, oh, maybe I need to stop. And then it's like, no, 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 no. I have to be who I am. Yeah. Because then you always, like I literally, every time I think of sh- shrinking back, somebody always comes up to me and be like, your confidence is inspiring mm-hmm. to me. Like yeah. the way you carry yourself makes me want to be who I am. And right. it's not necessarily that me being loud makes other people want to be loud. Mm-hmm. Me being loud makes other people who are quiet feel like it's okay for me to be quiet. Oh my, you, Do you know what I mean? Crazy. I can relate to you so much. <laughs> You know what? I have the same story, but mm. the complete opposite. Mm. The complete opposite. Yeah. Like, for me, it was a thing where even now we're still a journey, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's uh, ongoing. It's, it's ongoing. I, I, I mean, I don't know about other people, but for me, yeah. yeah, there was the moment where it was really like, okay, this is the thing that I'm struggling mm-hmm. with. Even now that I've gone past it, you have to consistently check yourself. Yeah. Consistently. Mm-hmm. Because anything at all can happen. And there are times when I want to speak up and I find myself going, oh, don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't. And then I have to be like, no, mm-hmm. stop it. Like, be yourself, mm-hmm. be who you are, like, be true to right, yourself. Right, So, Ooh. when you were little, did you get comments from maybe your parents or whoever saying, look, 
Chela, oh dear. Yeah, oh yeah, can't. all the time. Okay. All the time. Okay. It was always, oh, come on, it's too much. You're oh, wow, too much. Wow, like, wow, you know, wow, you. Wow. So, I, I, I was actually quite fortunate. I was in an environment where I got a bit of both. Okay. So, on the one hand, I got the, you know, be quiet. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to so, mm-hmm. talk so much. The elders are talking, shut up. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, I got people who were like, no, 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 you're confident. That's okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, that's what one mm-hmm. of the things I've grown up with that to the point where when I see, like, when the kids, Sunday school kids are playing after, after church, right. and then somebody's like, oh, that one is always taking the lead. She's so bossy i'm like no no she has leadership tendencies exactly leave her exactly. alone do you know what i mean she's not a bad girl exactly. she's just she's, she's just, just a leader confident. she's just naturally confident exactly okay. leave her alone yeah. yeah that's okay so i was very fortunate i grew up in an environment where i got people telling me to shut up but i also got people encouraging me right. and so i grew up with that and i was told that it was okay to be myself that's and so good. i tried to do that for everyone like if i see like sometimes we'll be like oh all the girls are getting dressed up to go out some people are like no you should wear heels no 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 if she wants to wear sneakers let her wear her sneakers and let her look cute in her sneakers let everybody do what makes them feel good Mm -hmm. and what makes them feel comfortable and what makes them feel happy and let everybody live life to the best of their ability that's my whole thing yeah Yeah. wow that is so good because i can relate to you (laughs) so Mm -hmm. very very much Uh, in terms of you know fashion growing up yeah were you into fashion or not really so no i was but i didn't know you didn't know? So here's what happened. When I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. the first, first, first thing I wanted to be mm-hmm. was a nurse. Because I liked their uniform. Right? Oh, wow. So my grandmother used to teach at a nursery school that was right next to a hospital. And the nurses back then, they used to wear these green and white uniforms. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, the uniforms were so nicely ironed. They had their crisp pleats they had their white hats they had their white shoes and their white tights i remember this so clearly and i would see them i'd be like yes i want to be a nurse you were attracted by the uniform yeah i had no idea what a nurse actually does i just knew i wanted to be a nurse because i liked the way they looked and then i found out what a nurse does and i was like no i don't want to be a nurse and then the second career i wanted was i wanted to be a secretary because we okay. would watch movies back in Ghana in those days and you see the secretaries with their blazers and their big shoulder pads and the All buttons. Right. And again, I was like, I want to be a secretary because I like the way they dressed. I had no idea what they did, but mm-hmm. I liked the way they dressed. Mm-hmm. And then once I found out what a secretary does, I was like, no, I don't want to be a secretary. So mm-hmm. it was like all my life growing up, I'd been attracted to careers based on the look of it. Mm. It was always about the fashion, the clothing. Yeah, but nobody ever looked at me and said, "Hey, actually, your interest is in clothing, not in the people who are in the clothing." Mm. So I would just look at the clothes and be like, "Oh, I like the way they dress. I want to do what they do." Not realizing that the thing that I was actually interested in all along was actually what they the, were wearing, wearing, not necessarily what they were doing. Mm. So that was actually my first introduction to fashion. But at that right. time, I didn't know that 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 was what it was. Yeah, yeah. Right. I like. I mean, my best memories of me as a child are always defined by the clothing that I was wearing. I can I can tell you what I was wearing at so many that's, different stages. That's amazing. In my childhood. Like, I can't I can't necessarily tell you a lot of what happened in my childhood, but I literally remember being six years old the last time I saw my mom because she was traveling. Right. So that was the last time I saw her for a very, very long time. I remember the dress she was wearing and I remember the dress I was wearing. Wow. I was wearing like a sunflower daisy dress. It was yellow. It came up to my that knees and it had crazy. buttons down the front. Yeah. I remember. And my mom that. was in like in a flowy African print dress with puff sleeves. I remember all of those kind of details. Mm-hmm. I remember my brother's favorite baby gross suit that he wore as a kid like i remember all those kind of things but mm-hmm. i don't remember much of what was happening around but the clothing, the clothing. always stuck with me wow. yeah and i didn't know why i just kind of thought oh you know it's just a thing and nobody ever pointed out to me and then growing up in ghana at that time fashion designers weren't really a thing no there were people who were seamstresses but yeah. it wasn't 
they weren't looked down upon, but it was not necessarily something to aspire to no, either. No. Even so, a career in fashion is like, what exactly, do do? what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean kind of vibe? And so because of that, I didn't think that I could have a career in fashion because mm. nobody had a career in fashion. It was not a thing that you did. And then the other thing is, as you know, I talk a lot. And so because of the people like, oh, you should be a lawyer. You should be a lawyer. Right, you should be a yeah, lawyer. Yeah. And so that was the thing that I ended up holding on to growing up. So I always wanted to be a lawyer, although I always had an interest in clothing. Okay, yeah. And I never understood what that was. And it's funny because in my first year of university studying law, it was actually one of my first. Oh, so you actually years. studied law? I went. To, I studied international politics, and I was gonna do a conversion course to law, and then I dropped out of uni because I was like, I I, I don't I actually do like this. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So one of my friends actually recently reminded me when we started uni. Every Monday, I would dress up like I was going to the office to go to lectures. Wow. Yeah. So I would wear like suits and pencil skirts and high heels to go to lectures because I was like, yes, this is it. I'm... And again, it was all about the clothing, yeah. but I did not understand mm-hmm. at that time. It, it actually took me a really, really long time to catch on to the fact crazy. that clothing was what I actually wanted to do. Yeah. It took me wow, a very long wow, time. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. So tell me about how, like, how, how it came to you. Okay. Oh, wait, I actually yeah. like clothes. No, I actually should get into fashion. No, wait. but this is the... Okay, so what happened was in my... At the end of my first year of university, right. like I said, so all my life it'd been, you should be a lawyer, you should be a lawyer, you should be a lawyer. So I held on to that. That's I was going to be a lawyer. You know? That's the thing. But, and it, it, it started from when I was so young that I didn't even recognize it as pressure. That's the thing. You know what I mean? It's crazy. I was literally, from when I was a kid, everybody had always said you should be a lawyer. And so I... And, and I had... Okay, so here's the thing. I was intelligent in school like i was a book book girl i still read all the time even Mm. today and so between that and the fact that i was always very eloquent and well-spoken and very loud and strong in my opinions when people said you should be a lawyer it made sense right so i held on to that and i was like yes this is definitely something that i can do this is definitely something that i'm gonna do and literally all throughout my life i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do i'm gonna Mm. do i'm gonna do it and then i got to university and in my first year of university i knew this was what i wanted it wasn't what you wanted to do all of a sudden i was lost like i did not know like this is this has always been the thing all my life yeah now what am i gonna do Mm. and i remember i went into a state of deep depression and mm. I just, I, I literally had no clue what to do. I and think I know why you went to depression. Because it's like, when in your mind you think that's the path I'm yep. going to. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, oh, actually that was not the path. Exactly. You, you, I was just lost. You feel so lost. Because you've spent all your life working towards this one thing. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't consider anything else up until that point. There was nothing oh else God. for me up until that point. I had loads of interest. I've always been a creative person. But I never saw any of those other things as a possible career path i was always going to be a lawyer i was always going to be a lawyer and then maybe a little bit of politics on the side it was always going to be just those two things nothing else and then all of a sudden i'm sitting in lectures and realizing Mm. i hate this i do Mm. not enjoy this at all and and it shook me even more because like i said i've always loved to read and Mm -hmm. to research Mm -hmm. and and these are the like if you study a law or politics degrees these are the hallmarks these are the things that you do you read loads Mm -hmm. you do loads of research you search case law all that kind of stuff and so i'm like everything about this should be fun for me right but it's not exactly everything about this should be fun for me Mm -hmm. but it's not and so i think i just went into a state of like i I don't know even i think i went into a state of deep depression just not knowing because you weren't being yourself no 
I wasn't. That's the thing. And for the first time, I realized I wasn't being true to myself. And it was happening around about the same time where I was like, oh, you know, am I going to become this quiet girl that everybody expects me to be? And then I just, like, ended my first relationship I ever had with, what, like, my one boyfriend that I've ever had my whole life. <laughs> I just broke up with him. So it was just like, there was a lot oh of craziness gosh. happening all at the same time. Oh and I was just, I didn't know what to do. And so eventually, it just, I got to a point where I could do, the only thing I could do was just cry out to God. Mm. because you know growing up in church all of my life having been a christian girl this was the only thing i knew so mm. literally yeah. and i hate to say it but it was a last resort because i wasn't deep enough in my faith for that to be the first thing that i did at that right. point right so i tried to you know cover it up i tried no no if i study harder i'll be okay you know if i just focus like it's okay i just need to focus harder and then the harder i focus the worse things go mm. and so i tried all of that and then once all of that didn't work i was like okay god what do you want me to do right. and i remember literally going into like a, i think i went into like a period where i fasted for like a week wow. and just lying on the on the floor in my uni room just crying and squeaking like i was crying so hard i could barely speak and just saying oh lord God. i feel lost i hate everything about my life right now i don't know what i'm gonna do next and after that period i just felt like god was saying to me have I not given you so many gifts and talents? Like, why are you not exploring anything else? Why have you set your mind so hard on this one thing? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, then I'm going to explore everything creative that comes mm. to me. So I remember I tried to get a job singing in a bar because I've always been a singer in church. Okay. But that was God was like, no, no, you're not going to be singing in no bars. You better walk away from that. So oh that didn't gosh. work out. But I tried my hand at a painting. P.S. I cannot paint to save my life. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to do it. I tried my hand at painting. I tried my hand at knitting and crocheting, which I love to do. I've always loved to do. So I was like, let me see if I can make something out of that. I started taking online courses. And then eventually I narrowed it out. So I kind of went into this period of just creative exploration. Just right. everything creative that I Do you I think that you do. needed it? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, you're into fashion. God is saying, haven't, haven't I given you creative gifts? And this then instead the of going into fashion, you're doing painting. Literally. No Because <laughs> again, at that point, I still didn't see fashion as Ooh, the thing. Yeah, right, yeah. this is the thing. So I still didn't see fashion as the thing. So it was kind of like, for me, all right, if God is talking about creativity, then let me explore everything creatively mm. that I can think of. So I kind of right. did everything and eventually it narrowed down. Right. So it right. started first. I got, I, I got super into fashion blogs. Like this was, the, I got, I, I, at one point I actually had a fashion blog myself. I shut it down recently because okay. I just can't keep up with it, but I got super into fashion blogs and I would literally spend hours pouring over fashion blogs. Right. And I loved that. And then it was like, from then on, I just literally woke up one morning mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm going to buy a sewing machine. It's time to learn how to sew. I'm going to go and buy a sewing machine. I didn't know how to sew. I only must, have, I think I had like maybe 70 pounds in my my account wow. at that time and I used 40 pounds of it to buy a sewing machine because I, was just, I just woke up that morning just convinced mm. that sewing was the next thing. So yeah, wait, um, when you pray to God, yeah, mm -hmm. at university, mm -hmm. you were studying law. So did you, did, yeah. you, did you have to drop out? No, of this is the thing. So I knew at that point that this wasn't the thing I wanted okay, to do anymore okay. and I knew that I had to drop out, but I was scared. And I was like, I'm not going to come back home and tell my parents I've dropped out of university and I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. They're going to kill me. I so I stayed in uni while I was doing all of these explorations, okay, right? So okay, I'm still in uni. Okay. I'm studying this course. I know I hate it. I know I don't want to keep doing it anymore. Right. But because I don't have anything else solid to hold on to, to be mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to leave uni and this is going to be the thing that I'm going to do and it's going to make me money mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay. Because I didn't have that. 
I was like, I'm going to stay in uni and I'm still going to keep studying law. So I found out that I didn't want to do this in my first year of uni. And I still do two more years of uni after that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Studying the same course yeah. of law. <laughs> yeah. Of international politics. Um, so I literally did three years of... A, it was a four-year course. If it wasn't a four-year course, I would have graduated. <laughs> I did three years of a four-year course and then it was like, okay, I, I just, I cannot anymore. Mm. So then I dropped out in my third year and it was a four-year course. If it wasn't a four-year course, I would have actually graduated. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was, I was too scared to quit because mm. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I like that I have faith in God enough now that if he said move, I would move. Yeah. But back then, my faith wasn't as strong. Mm-hmm. So although I knew God was leading me, I wasn't confident enough in his direction to be like, right, I'm just right. going to go. Right, and I think right, like right, sometimes right. it sounds bad, but it's okay because God grows us through those kinds yeah. of things, right? Like I would have loved to have been able to have said at the end of my first year of uni, this is not it and I'm going to go and I'm going to trust God. I wasn't able to at that time, mm. but that's okay because I have grown. Yeah. I have yeah, grown yeah, since yeah. then to a point where if God says, listen, I'll be out here. Like if God says, jump on a plane and go live in another country, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where I am at now. Because you're mature. You're more mature exactly. than you used to be. And yeah. that's okay. And I think like that's if for any Anybody who's listening who are in that place where they feel like God is leading them in that direction, but they're not 100% able to, that's okay. Just mm. keep trusting. That's the mm. thing that I would say. Just keep, keep trusting. trusting. And then take tiny steps. If you can't take the big step, take tiny steps. Mm. So for me, I wasn't able to take the big step of leaving uni, mm-hmm. but I took the small step of whatever little thing I can do that I feel like will push me in the direction that God is taking me in. Right. I'm going to do that instead. Right, right, and so right, once I started right. to realize that it was fashion, right. I bought a sewing machine. I was, okay. It was a very small thing, but it was a step in the direction that I felt mm, like God was mm, leading me in. Mm, mm. The big thing would have been to drop out of uni then, yeah. but I wasn't ready for right, that. Right. And I knew it would have caused too mm. much drama in my family if I did that then. Yeah. And I was too scared. Mm-hmm. That, uh, the, the reality was that I was scared, but at least I took some smaller steps mm-hmm. that eventually brought me to that place where God yeah. was calling me to. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I, uh, I bought a sewing machine. I bought some fabrics. I took some of my old clothes and I pulled them apart and I tried to put them together right. and I taught myself to sew. Yeah. We'll talk a bit more about the fashion, but I want to mm. go back also to the self-acceptance thing. Cause it's mm. one of the things that I mm-hmm. want to talk about, mm-hmm. which is, I think very important. Um, when you mentioned how, you know, your personality, how it took you a bit of a hard time to be yeah. okay with who you are. Yeah. Um, and I, I told you that I can relate to it because I remember even, you know, as I said, it's always a journey, but for mm. me, it was a thing where, why am I not like other people? Oh my God. Why am I oh like this? Oh my God, yeah. Because me, I'm, I'm very like, I'm very observant mm. and I'm, mm. I'm, 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 I'm quiet and not quiet. Yeah. I'm both, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took me a long time to be okay with who I am because mm-hmm. I would compare myself. Yeah. And it was, and what set me free is, knowing how unhappy he made me feel to not mm. like myself. Mm. It literally like, yeah. you're, you're hitting yourself. Yep. You're, you're hard on yourself. Yep. And you're going to live with yourself for the rest That's of your life. Thing. So you might as well to. like you. you. Might as well like you. That is the so truth. So for me, that was it. But for you, yeah, you said, what, what is it that set you free from that mindset? Or what is it that you're constantly having to remind? Definitely. I hate the fact of hating myself. Yeah. Literally, like you said, mm. uh, uh, you have to live with yourself. You spend the most time out of time exactly. with yourself. You, I think being free for me it has become very, very important. And not just being free, but being free to be who I you feel are. like God is calling me to be. Yeah. And so I think for me, yes, I can be that 
quiet, calm woman, but then I will not be who I'm, I'm supposed no, to be. Do you no, know what I mean? No. It would be easy for me to sit quietly in a corner and just be cute and dress myself a particular way and carry myself a particular way, but then I would not be being true to who I am. And I think I like who I'm becoming too much yeah, to compromise. No, so seriously. Good. I really, I have to say, I'm in love with the woman that I'm becoming. I love it. Right? And I, I'm, I'm too in love with her to compromise her to please somebody else. Do you know what I mean? So when I like, I, I'm becoming a boss lady. Do you know yes, what I mean? I'm girl. becoming a woman in, in control of my destiny. I'm becoming a woman that makes a difference to other people's lives. Where do I get off saying no to that person in order to please somebody else? Yeah. Like, no, I can't. No, I cannot. Can't and I think like the more I discover who I am in Christ as well, the more I'm like, oh, I like this person too much. Yeah. Like what God can do through me, what God has been doing through me, how many lives that God has been using me to impact. When I look at my friends who mm. might have fallen away from the Christian faith, have we not been friends? Like, I have people say to me like, every time I've had a hard time since I came to Christ, I look to my left and there's AJ and that keeps me going. Wow. I'm like, wow. how dare wow. I not wow. be who I am in Christ? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. When, one of my friends said that she was actually sitting over there mm-hmm. it was my birthday and we were all kind of hanging out and she said that to me and it made me cry because like I struggle so much to be who I am how dare I not be who I am so that when she needed to mm-hmm. see an example she couldn't see me yeah yeah, when God has yeah. placed me in her life for that. Like, I've had friends who were like, I knew other Christians before you, and then I saw you, and I was like, okay, that's the kind of Christian that I want to become. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh. how can I not? How can I not be this person? Like, Yeah, I know what you mean. I, know I, what I, don't, you mean. I have a hard time articulating it. Yeah. Because it's, like, I think when people look at me, they're like, oh, she's, she's doing too much or whatever, whatever. When I get down on my knees before God and I pray every day, God, make me the woman that you want me to be. I can't then get up and pretend to be something no, else when I know that That's this is the woman. That's an insult to yeah. God, even. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it, it definitely is an insult to God. And I cannot get up and pretend to be mm-hmm. somebody else when I know that God is calling me to be this woman. And because God is calling me to this, be this woman, I know that he has a purpose for this woman. And he's going to use this woman for a reason. Exactly. So how dare I sit down and say, oh, I have to be quiet or I have to be calm no. because that's what society expects of me. No. No, I can't, yeah, that, I can't that's a that. message to somebody I'm sure there's someone listening out there who's yeah. thinking yo I need to be okay with who I am mm, as well yeah definitely and, learn to love who God has made you mm-hmm. to be because there's there's purpose to every part of your being yeah, there's yeah. purpose to everything about you there's purpose to the way you talk there's purpose to the way you dress yourself there's purpose to your perspective in life yeah. and all of that is so unique to you mm. so that God can do something through you so that you can bring something different and special to the world yeah. and when you start trying to fit other people's mold you walk away from the opportunity to be one of mm-hmm. a kind mm-hmm. and I just I can't I can't I can't not be one of a kind yeah. I'm sorry you I know, need to be you know the word that God gave me like well, that was like probably in 2012 or something mm. I was like Lord who am I super supposed to be who mm-hmm. am i mm-hmm. like why am i not like this and god told me yeah god literally i heard god telling mm. me yeah miriam you are not born to fit in you are born to stand, stand out. out yes and then now i'm seeing all these like this this quote in, in everywhere like, well, god, like, told all of this. <laughs> god told me this i didn't have A to read yeah. you were not born to fit in you, you were, were born, born to, to stand, stand out. out and i was yes. like wow 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 yeah. and to be honest i love I love who you are, AJ. It's okay Thank to you. be who you are. Yeah. And, you know, I went on your website, uh, Modes by Taylor and stuff yesterday. And I'm like, honestly, through the clothing, you can even see 
I can I can feel your vibe through the glow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like can, that. I, like okay. even even looking at the clothes, I'm like even some even if someone is not confident, mm. I know that wearing these outfits will give them confidence. Exactly. I can feel exactly. your spirit. I can feel your spirit oh, in these clothes. Thank you. I'm for telling saying that. you. Thank you for saying that because that that is so one of the things that I want to convey through my work with the clothing. I w- one of the things I've always prayed, Lord, let somebody put on my f- clothes and feel like the best version of themselves. Oh, I see it. Do you know what I mean? Like I want you to put on a mode by Taylor piece and feel like yes this is me mm. like this is me in my beauty this is me in my glory this is me in the fullness of thank you so much yeah, for and saying I, that. I, it can be felt thank you for so that's much for saying I guess, that i guess that's what makes you different as a child of god because mm. it's like there's one thing to be a fashion designer a lot of people are fashion designers yep. but then when god adds his yes. anointing oh he's touched to it yes it's different it's, different. it's, it's different. different that's the thing and and this is why i think it's so important for us as children of god especially to embrace who we are right because it's not just that god is going mm. to come down from heaven and touch the clothing mm-hmm. it's that when you make the clothing you pour your essence into it Very right much so. so for me when i'm designing i'm thinking of like this woman that's going to wear the clothes what do I want her to feel? Okay, I want her to embody confidence, right? right. And so I, I'm thinking of that and I'm pouring the essence of that into my designs. Ooh, that's powerful. Right? right? So when you wear the clothing, you're like, okay, yes, I feel like a boss lady. I feel confident. And I had to mm-hmm. come to that place of being confident in order to interpret that in my clothing. Mm-hmm. Like if I was a shy and timid person, that would be the essence no, that I yeah, pour into my yeah, work. Yeah, so when yeah. you put on that clothing, you don't, you feel shy and timid. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what it is. Like, especially as children of God, when we're called for a purpose, that's what it is. God is like, I've put some spirit in you so that when you create work, that work carries that spirit. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. And it's amazing. So when you're walking away from who God is calling you to be, you're shrinking that anointing. When we talk about God anointing the work of our hands, God is not going to go and take something that's so out of you and come and put it in your hands. Mm-hmm. What he's placed in your hand, the essence of that is what he blesses. So when you say that when I look at the clothes, I can see that confident woman, that's the point of it. Because God has made me that woman so that I can create for that woman. That's, that's amazing. I'm telling you. and I, That's powerful. Children of God, we have to embrace who God is calling us to be. Yeah. Right? Because the, the beauty of that calm and quiet woman is that that's who God has made her to be. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have friends yeah. and she's, like, I, I, she's just one of the most elegant women that I know. Yeah. And I admire her elegance. I admire her beauty. I admire her the calmness. Poise. I know the way she carries herself. It's just so beautiful. I could never be her in a million years, right? And the funny thing is being close close to her i've always gotten that comparison of oh why can't you be more like her but that's who she is and and her spirit and her aura when you get around her you are calm like you just feel her her aura and it just makes you feel relaxed Mm -hmm. but that's who she is that's who she's called to be me that's not who i'm called to be and if i try to become her i become a distorted version of her yeah do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because you can never fully capture the essence of what god has placed in her where you end up with is like a messed up version Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. and then you put out like you think you're being calming but what you're actually being is boring yeah do you know what i mean she's not boring because that's who she is and it's beautiful on her Mm. but if i try to be like her i'll be boring Mm -hmm. because for me i see her and i think oh she's calm she speaks softly and sweetly so i have to be like that but if i start to do that it comes across as boring because that's not there will be no power in you being like that anyway that's the thing that's the word right there the power in it because it's fully her there's power in it if i try to do it there will be no power in it and it will just fall flat so just be powerful. yourself. It's very, very powerful. It is. It's amazing. So what I learned from like what we just said is that um <laughs> no what I learned is that 
you being who you are adds power to whatever you're doing. Exactly. It makes the ordinary thing become extraordinary. Extra- exactly. That's 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 the phrase right yeah, there. Yeah, it's that's amazing. The phrase right there. I'm gonna read. Um, you know, um. On your website, I went on your website, and I read a bit about your brand in terms of you describing your own brand. Okay. And I just want to read to the listeners because I thought, you know what, yeah, that's (laughs) Yo, that's powerful. Sorry, I have my French accent when I speak, so there's some words I can't read. I love your French accent, by the way. I love your accent. Okay, so it says, juxtaposing elements of modesty with a Mm -hmm. strong modern feminine sensitivity and a high... And aesthetic. Mm-hmm. This is a brand aimed at the woman who doesn't need to shout her power mm-hmm. because it shows. Mm-hmm. This is a brand for the woman who is learning herself, mm-hmm. becoming herself, mm-hmm. growing herself, and loving herself. Yes. That's that's amazing. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's about women on a journey. Do you know what I mean? Not to say that I have arrived. Not I'm to becoming. say that. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's my Instagram name, AJ mm. Becoming. Listen, Michelle Obama stole my book name. Because I was going to write a book and call it AJ Becoming. And then Michelle Obama wrote oh, Michelle God. Obama. But yeah. I, listen, I rate Michelle Obama. She is a queen. Mm-hmm. I love her. So, you know, she can have the name. I'll find another you name. Can still, you can still add I just, AJ I'll be like, to you know, yeah. Becoming part two. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I love, I, yeah. So it's about, it's about being on a journey. I think I, I, mm. what I don't want to do is give off the idea that, oh, confidence is like a point and yeah, a destination no, and you reach yeah, it and that's no. it no it's always about finding a way to become a better version of yourself mm. and so when i talk about when a woman to put on her, my clothing and feel like this is the best version of myself you then have to walk that out right? right so when you put out that outfit and you feel amazing that should then spur you to go on that journey mm. to actually be that woman every day whether or not you're in that particular outfit right right and so for me the, the journey of becoming is very very important mm. because it's an everyday thing mm. you don't get to a point and be like okay i'm done you know, that's interesting because i was going to ask you do you ever do you think that we ever get to a stage where we com- we completely love ourselves and everything about ourselves or is it a journey every day for me i think it's a journey yeah. I, I i think you get i think you you love yourself increasingly every day so right. you can really really love yourself today and find ways to love yourself more tomorrow right, right. so it's a journey i think if you ever get to the place where you 100% love yourself then you're kind of done and you kind of cross yeah. over into arrogance and complacency mm. and then the balance yeah right? between loving yourself but still wanting to, wanting be to the grow best. exactly wanting to grow and, mm. and wanting to be better and i think also the other thing is that it it, it it has to step outside of you it's not always about i am amazing i'm amazing I'm amazing mm. it's all it's, it, it, at some point it becomes about how can my amazingness make my sister better do you know what Ooh, I mean? So if I, level. yeah, that, and I think that's what, that's how, that's how we keep growing. So if yeah. I am always confident, 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 how do I make sure that everybody around me is also increasingly confident, confident, okay, confident, yeah. you know, if I'm building my brand, my brand, my brand, how do I make sure that my sister who's also inspired to start her brand, what do I have to give to her? Mm-hmm. How can I push her up? How right. can I hold her up? How can we bring each other up all the time? So it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely a journey in, in that, even if you get to a place where you are hundred percent are it for yourself how do you then take that and multiply it to others? Right. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, yeah. Right. And I think for me, I want to keep getting better. I, I, one of the things I always say, the best days of my life are yet to come. Mm. And the day that I wake up and God feels like she's lived her best, best, best life today, take me out tomorrow. Mm. Do you know, like, I don't want to hit that peak and then come back down. Yeah. yeah so if yeah, I'm, yeah, if I have yeah, done yeah. my best, 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 mm-hmm. then it's time to die. 
Mm, there's yeah, no point in being here anymore yeah so i i want to keep improving every day every day mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. day and keep getting better yeah wow <laughs> i want to talk about mode by taylor as well um mm-hmm. you know i think first of all yeah for you to for you to even start a brand i think it starts with confidence mm-hmm. because like sometimes someone can say that the market is very saturated it that so many fashion yeah. designers mm-hmm. so many fashion items Definitely. so even i think to start a brand and to believe it, it, it I don't know how to... It starts with a level of confidence. You need to have a level of confidence <laughs> mm. to even think, you know what, I believe in my vision. Ex- yeah. yeah. So for you, like, how did that take place in terms of, you know what, I'm just going to pursue that vision. I think it's going to be something, so I'm yeah. just going to pursue it. You know what, when I started Ankara House, which was the first iteration of the brand before right. Mode by Taylor, I was naive. Okay. <laughs> I have to say that. I was naive <laughs> in that I hadn't done enough research mm. And enough work to see how saturated the market was, mm. right? I think that's all a good I thing, knew, you know. No, but that's, that's it's a good thing. All I knew was God had given me this idea, and I was going to pursue it. Okay. And I think sometimes, especially as children of God, when we feel like God is leading us in a direction, we need that sort of single-minded tunnel vision kind of thing of okay god said it i'm gonna do it no matter what it says right right? right. and so that naivety can be helpful at Mm. certain stages now not all the time right right right, if you're gonna build and grow anything you need to learn you need to study you need to keep educating yourself so naivety is helpful because it gives you that sort of i want to say almost Mm. foolish confidence but like i don't want anybody to misunderstand what i'm saying it's foolish confidence in the sense that it's uninformed but it's confidence that, you know, I can do this, mm. no matter what it takes. And, uh, okay, here's an example. When Joseph in the Bible had that dream right. of his brothers and his family bowing to him. He was excited. He was excited, <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Because he didn't understand what it was going to take to get to that mm. point. But at that point, he accepted that vision. Like, yeah, everybody's going to be bowing down to me. It was that sort of naivety that you need at the beginning. Yeah. Because yeah, it imbues yeah, you with yeah. a certain kind of confidence to go for it yeah. without knowing how everything could go terribly right. wrong. Right? And then as you get into it and things start to go wrong a bit, because you've already started with that confidence and you already know that this is a God path, mm. you kind of can keep going okay. even when yeah. things get hard. Yeah. And then through the difficulty, you now start to learn. right? So then you're no longer naive because now you have a better understanding of the mm. journey. Mm. But because you have that goal and that vision and you've kind of, right. like from when you were naive, you held onto it so strongly mm-hmm. now you can't let it go. Mm. So it kind of keeps you moving. It, That's does a that very make sense? good analogy. Yeah. yeah. Does that, so with Joseph, it was like, he was excited at the beginning. He had no idea what was to come, but he was just excited. Mm. But then as it started to get difficult, he didn't forget that vision because it had already been ingrained mm. in him from when yeah, he got excited yeah, yeah. about it. Because I think if, if I knew what it was going to take, the difficulty it was going to take to build a brand, I would not have started. I wouldn't have straight up, right? And so that naivety was actually very, very helpful to me because I was excited and I started and like the market was saturated. I don't care. God has called me. But if I had thought of all of those elements at the beginning, I wouldn't have, right? right? But then once I got into it, I realized, okay, the market is saturated. How do I stand out, Mm. right? So it becomes a different conversation at different stages, right? right? right, If you think about the market saturated at the beginning, you won't get started. But once you're in it, once you think about the market being saturated, it's not about let me quit. It's about how do I stand out? What is my unique selling yeah, point? Yeah. What am I bringing to the market that's different? How do I differentiate myself? Right, you know what I mean? Right. So it becomes a different conversation mm-hmm. at different stages. Right. But you, I, I think for everybody yeah. who wants to start something, be a bit naive. 
it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. It's really, well, really helpful. So I went through your YouTube channel because AJ has a YouTube oh, channel no. as well, guys. <laughs> and um, a video that she posted earlier last year, 2019, mm. about excuses. Oh it my god! Really blessed me. Really? Yeah. No, so it's it stuff it like this, right? Because my, my YouTube channel doesn't get a lot of views. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I, yeah. I can't be bothered to do another video. Mm-hmm. And then somebody will be like, Yo, that video that you did really it blessed is. me. And I'm like, Really? Somebody was watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. And basically, that video speaks about um how oh it was very interesting, you know, because you speak about excuses and how excuses can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so I want to know what are some of the excuses that you had. <laughs> When starting your brand and okay. and and yeah, what what excuses prevented you from starting? What excuses helped you? I say you know. Start? Let, let me not. Let, let's not even talk about starting the brand. Let's talk about now. Hey, right? okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's so one of the things I've always so I'm self taught. Wow. Right, which means I didn't go to school for it. I don't have any no, professional training. You were doing training. politics. Exactly. Yeah, I was busy doing politics. But I don't have any professional mm-hmm. training or qualifications. So that's always been one excuse that I've always held on to. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I don't have any professional training. But what that has done for me is that it has allowed me to make mistakes and right. fail and still keep going. Because I can always use the excuse of, I, I don't know the proper way of doing things. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's actually been a good excuse for me because whenever I do something and it goes wrong, I'm like, well, I don't, I didn't, I don't know the proper way of doing it. Okay. So I can just keep making my mistake, keep making my mistake, keep making my mistake until I find a way that right. works. Okay. So that's been like what that's an excuse that I still use today, but I turn it around because I always use it to spur me on. So when mm-hmm. I do it and it goes wrong, I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's the wrong way of doing it. I don't know the proper way of doing it because I didn't go to school for it. But what what is the resource that I have that I can use mm-hmm. to fix it? You know, okay. do what can I go and youtube and find a video right can i take an online course can i you know read a book that will help me make it better mm-hmm. or do i just have to keep going trial and error trial mm. and error until eventually i figure out the right way of doing it mm. so that's an excuse that i have that's like my biggest excuse based on that video and i think everyone should watch that video just yeah, for it's, context it's, it's interesting you know <laughs> because it's very interesting it's the, the point of that video is everyone always says that excuses are a bad thing and sometimes they are, but sometimes excuses allow you to hold on to the vision because it stops the vision from dying. Mm. So sometimes it'd be like, okay, I'm supposed to do this, but then the excuse is I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money. The fact that you're making an excuse means mm. that that thing is still important enough to you. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. if it wasn't, then you'd have just been like, oh, I can't do it. It's Forget true, it. but you want to deny it. That's you want to deny it because yeah. we don't, the burden is too much. It is. It's like we want to do it, yep. but we have to excuse ourselves because exactly. otherwise, if it doesn't happen, yep. <laughs> it's heavy it's crush you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah that's that's the point of that mm-hmm, video so that's mm-hmm. an excuse that i make a lot that right, the fact that right. i don't have any professional training mm. but then i use that excuse to spur right. me on to find the right way to do things mm. yeah so i also want to talk about hustling okay yeah. i think we've been talking about hustling <laughs> all through this interview uh-huh, anyway uh-huh. you do have a part-time job as well isn't do, it yeah. so yeah. let's talk about this in terms of your Doing what you love, but still having to do a part-time job. Because this is tough, it's, you know. It's really Being in the creative industry really is tough. tough. But yeah. before we get into I want to mm. share um something. You know what I, I went in my... I read my old diary. Okay. And I wrote something that I was like... When I read it back, yeah, mm-hmm. like a week ago, I was like, what? Wow. It was probably in 2012. Wow. Um, and I said... Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wish that I was doing a course outside what I'm doing now. A course such as science, English, or any other course which Mm -hmm. requires me to revise for exams or assessments (laughs) and will not require me to be productive or excessively creative. Right. 
sometimes I really don't feel like being creative mm. or interview for my work. Mm. I just wish to read and memorize for an exam. I don't always feel creative. <laughs> and sometimes I get tired. Oh, you know, because I'm a very creative person. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. sometimes I wish I was not creative. I wish I was doing science mm-hmm. and I'd get mm-hmm. a job straight after whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But then I remember, I, I thought about it. I was like, yo being creative is what fools me to do what i do exactly being exactly. creative is what helps me to mm-hmm. actually like with that creativity i wouldn't be wouldn't yeah yeah, yeah so i was like wow reading it back i was like wow, wow. so for you do you mm-hmm. ever feel this like i wish sometimes that i wasn't creative and i was just doing something oh yeah my life would be so much easier if i wasn't a creative it's not easy to be this. creative I'm telling you know? you, people don't realize it I, I think my life would be so much easier because for example i would i would have i could have stayed with uni Indeed. Got out of uni, mm-hmm. done my law degree, got out of uni, mm-hmm. got a simple job as a law clerk, law assistant, some, mm-hmm. somewhere like that. My my path would have been so much straightforward. I would have been married, had four kids by now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, then but you wouldn't be in your purpose. That's the thing. That's the, And I think sometimes that's what, you know, when we, I mean, when we talk about creativity, it's not even just for us as literal, literal artists, and, but for everybody, even if you work in a really analytical environment, there's a certain level of creativity. Right. That's when you bring yourself to your work. And sometimes it would be so much easier if you didn't have to bring that part of yourself. You know, if you could just like follow the steps a b c d not think nine to five much. exactly not think about it nine to five i go home i they pay me at the end of the month life would be so much easier if you could remove yourself from the equation mm-hmm. almost and not have to add your own thoughts and your own imaginations because it's when you start to imagine things that you start to think oh my life could be different mm-hmm. or oh, this could be more amazing or oh, i could do something mm-hmm. more i could take this mm-hmm. to the next level mm-hmm. that's when your life starts mm-hmm. to get difficult yeah. Yeah. so i think it definitely i, I have do you those get moments. that oh my lord i'll be like i don't want to be here mm-hmm. and it's like if i wasn't trying to build this creative enterprise right. i wouldn't need the part-time job mm-hmm. because I could just find myself a normal nine to five job and mm-hmm. they would pay me enough mm-hmm. and I would be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll go to work nine to five, come home. And, see. Right. and so when you have to go to the part-time job and then come home and stay up all nights working on the business mm. and working on design and working on creativity, all of that stuff, you're just like, Oh my God, I am so tired. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. go back to the part-time job, but I, this is my part. I, yeah, I'm right. sorry. I'm just. I'm going no, off on no, a tangent. Don't, don't, that, this is your journey. This is journey space. This is your episode. Yes. Say whatever you want to say. And it's that crazy. leads me to ask about legacy because the mm. reason why you're doing it is also because of legacy, Absolutely. right? You wouldn't be doing it. Absolutely. Without the vision, you you have your vision. Yeah. You have your vision, yep. and you wouldn't be doing it without, you know. Yeah, without that vision. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about legacy. I always end my my um. My podcast asking about legacy. Mm. What why is what is what legacy would you like to to leave? What is the reason um, for you doing all this at the end of the day? <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's multifaceted the legacy right, that I'd like right. to leave. The first one is I wanna I wanna break the cycle of poverty in my family. And wow. here's why I say that. My family's not poor, 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 we're like lower middle class, right? And what happened is my parents met each other when they were young. And they had kids when they were not prepared to have kids. And so as soon as I was, and I'm the eldest kid. So as soon as I was old enough to make any kind of money, I'm not responsible for my parents. I'm responsible for my family back in Ghana. I'm responsible for like putting stuff in place for all of that, Mm -hmm. which makes it really hard for me to build a business, take care of my current bills and save at the same time. Right. So here I am. I'm trying to build this business. Mm. I'm trying to do some, trying to do some, trying to do that. But every money, every month, I'm throwing money behind me. Wow. Right. And so if I'm not careful 
and I go and I meet a guy who's in a similar situation to me, as most Ghanaians of our age are, and I marry him, and we don't have much money saved up. We don't have a house built. We go and have kids. We're now stuck between trying to maintain ourselves, trying to take care of our kids, and trying to take care of our parents, mm. right? And so what happens is that our kids are going to grow up in a similar situation because we spend everything that we make now mm. to maintain these three cycles, right. right? And then we don't have anything to pass down to our children. And then as soon as they're old enough to make any money, they have to now start taking care of us, which means that they then find themselves in a similar cycle yeah. where they can't save when they're young. They then get married to somebody else who probably also doesn't have that much money. And then they're taking care of their parents and taking care of their right. kids. And then they don't have anything to pass down to their kids. And then it just becomes a cycle that goes on and on and on and on and on. And at some point, somebody has to break it. Yeah. And so I think the first point of legacy for me is I want to make enough money. And not just money. I want to make enough of a name so that my kids can live off of it amen. and I can live off of it so at I the can't same help time. but say amen when no. you speak. <laughs> I, I, I feel you I feel you so that I can live off of it at the same time so that I'm not asking my kids in my old age to take care of me and they can then go forward to freely pursue their dreams right. live the life that they want to live and have something to pass down because right now my family has become the kind of family generations where we're just throwing money behind us instead of throwing money mm -hmm. forward right wow. there's nothing being passed forward because everything is being thrown behind to take care of the generation that has gone behind mm -hmm. us to deal with you know because right now i'm trying to build a house in ghana for my parents wow right and it's like okay i i am happy and proud to be able to do that wow. for my parents but it would be so much better if i was focusing on building a house where for my you. kids could live in yeah. right so i have a place to live and my kids can go out there and pursue their dreams and not have to worry mm. about making the rent because right. at the end of the day mom and dad can have a place where we can go back to mm. do you know what I mean? like i'm not saying i want to raise lazy kids no but yeah. i want to I raise the kind mean. of children who can pursue their dreams fearlessly and not have to worry about trying to build a business and work a part-time job like i'm doing and i'm exhausted mm -hmm. all the time right mm -hmm. so they can focus on building the business if that's what they want to mm -hmm. do and if it doesn't work out and they need a place to stay mm. mom and dad have a place for us to stay right so that it's not always about what we're throwing behind mm. us is what we're throwing forward and wow. how we can help our, the next generation come in after us and not just my kids i want to do this for all of my friends kids mm. because right now we live in a cycle where for people of our generation if we want to do anything we have to start with debt we don't have enough money to buy a house so we have to get a mortgage that's the only right, way we're gonna right, own a house right, right, do you know right. what i mean and you want to be able to take from your own exactly do you know what i mean i want to be able to say to my children and to my friends children we have started something for you so that you don't have to start life off with debt. Amazing. If you go to university, you don't have to come out of university mm. with debt. You can come out with a degree. You can pursue the life that you want to pursue and live that life freely without having to pay mm. debt. Do you know what I mean? And you're going right. to be okay and your parents are going to be mm -hmm. okay. And you can live the life that you want to live. So that's, I think for this me, that's really important. You. That's, I'm telling you, wow. when I am exhausted up late at night working, thinking, why am I doing this? I should be in bed. This is why I stay up. Mm. Because I want to be able to get to that place where that cycle is broken, mm. where my parents are okay, I'm okay, and my kids can grow up knowing that they don't have to worry about me. Right. That's really important to me. Wow. And then the next le length of legacy I think I want is just, I really want to be emptied out. Like, I want, when I die, I want people to say, she didn't take anything with her. You want to die empty. I want to die empty. And I, and whatever that looks like, I, I'm yeah. not sure yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. And God is still showing me mm -hmm. that. But all I know is that everything that God has given me, I want to mm. use it. Right. I want to Amen. pursue it in some way. And I just, I want people to laugh at my funeral. 
and mm. not cry. I want people to say, you know what? Yeah, it's sad that she's gone, but she's left so much behind for us. Mm. And we, we have been so impacted by coming into contact with her right. that we want to celebrate her right. and not be right. sad that she's gone. Yeah. I don't. I don't want nobody yeah. to cry at my yeah. funeral. Like this is one of the things mm-hmm. I said. If I know that I'm going to die tomorrow, I'm going to call everybody I know today mm. and tell them a funny joke, yeah. so that when they're sitting at my funeral, they'll remember the funny joke and everybody will be laughing. Yeah. I just don't want anybody to cry at my funeral. You know, I think that's the place that we should all aim to die in empty. Do yes. you know Dr. Miles Monroe? Yes. Oh my yeah. goodness. I mean, that man's the late, legacy. Late. Oh, that's what I'm that saying. His legacy, legacy is just crazy. See, and he's dead, but still, still, his books le- very much bless very, people. Very very, very much and i remember like i mean he was one of my mentors for a long time right. when i was starting on my journey mm-hmm. of finding purpose i listened Me to too. his sermons over Me and too. over and over and over and over again and when he would talk about kingdom principles of wealth and how to build wealth the proper way and being in the kingdom of god and using your talents yeah. in the kingdom of god i was like yes you know so that for that, someone like him that, sorry yeah <laughs> that preaching he said um he preached one day and he said that the wealthiest place is in the cemetery oh, because all the gifts and everybody has died with their gifts. Oh my, that, that shook me. That, uh, that was definitely a definitive point for mm. me when I read that. I was like, no, I do mm. not want to be that. Yeah. I do not want to die. Cause I'm one of the examples he gave was that somebody has died with the cure to HIV AIDS. My God. I was like, are you serious? Like somebody had that cure and because they never pursued it, they never tried to work on it. They never mm. did what they were supposed to do. They have died with the cure. That's not what we want at all. We don't want to die we with do all not these want that at all. No. So yeah, I mean, somebody like him, his legacy, I I cannot even begin mm. to tell you how much of an impact he's had on my oh. life. And the fact that you never meet him, you know, like you never met him face to face, you never knew him face to face, but because he dug so deep wow. into becoming the person that God has called mm-hmm. him to be. I mean, I don't know if you know his story, but he they were poor. He yeah. lived. He slept on a mat Boy. in a shanty, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? And he went on to build that kind of life and that kind of legacy. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm trying to be Dr. Miles Monroe, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that is. Because when you spoke, I thought about him. Yeah. About how we want to die empty. And Definitely. I think that's the place that as, not just Christian, but everybody should aim to. Everybody. Definitely. Dying um, empty. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That was, that was, that was, <laughs> that was good. That was amazing. That oh was my good. God. I really enjoyed You just this. came and just pulled stuff out yeah. of me. I was not ready. Because I was like, Miriam, what are the questions? And she's like, oh, it's going to be fine. And then, oh, I wow. Really, I really enjoyed it. Do you have, I have like. I enjoyed it too. Do you have anything you want to say maybe to those at home or whatever listening? You know, what is one thing that you think they should take away from Though they will take away with that, you say. <laughs> but is there anything in your heart that you want to give or say? Um, you know what? I think the one thing that I want in my life for anybody who comes into contact with me is I want you to walk away and feel like I can be me and be the best version of me mm-hmm. and still live a life that is amazing and glorifies God. And so that is the one thing that I want anybody listening to this podcast to take away is that whoever you are, you are amazing and you are mm-hmm. beautiful and there's something great in you. Mm-hmm. So focus on finding that purpose and just live it out. Mm, wow, yeah. wow. And finally, 2020, mm-hmm. I know you're into fashion and yes. stuff. What do you think is, 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 is going to be the fashion oh, the, this okay. year? What so, is coming back? Animal prints, I know they were really, really big last year. They're yeah. still going to keep being big this year. I think so. Um, yes, absolutely. Big sleeves, bubble sleeves. I know they're, they're out there. Mm. That, that trend is not going anywhere. So if you, can, if you go out to buy a blouse, buy like a nice bubble sleeve blouse, something like that, yes. And then power dressing in general suits stuff like that Mm. two-piece sets all that kind of stuff for ladies especially power dressing is going to be really really big and for all the men Mm -hmm. wear more color 
Oh, this is the thing. All the men wear more color in your wardrobe, like colorful accessories, Mm -hmm. hats, beanies, sneakers that have some color on it. Yes, wear more color. That is so good. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for for coming, AJ. For For those who don't know, um, Journeys with is available on iTunes, Mm -hmm. Anchor, Spotify. All the audio platforms we are available. We are on Instagram at Journeys with Podcast. So you can follow AJ, the beautiful AJ, on Instagram at AJ underscore becoming. And you can also uh, visit her website, modebytaylor.com, to purchase all her wonderful clothing. Um, but yeah, follow her on Instagram at AJ underscore becoming. See you guys next week.